Greg's sentences are so odd. He sounds stingy with his words, like he thinks it's a telegram and each word will cost him. But then at other times, he takes more words than he needs. I don't know, the letters just don't sound natural. Why not just say, bring ice, dessert, plates, and beer? The whole thing is strange. Maybe you're reading too much into it. He's clearly not the sharpest tool in the shed. Honey, you should see the letters I get from John Q. Public. Barely legible, written on butcher's paper on the lid of his shoebox. Maybe I'm reading it the wrong way. You're not the problem, trust me. The author is off by a mile when it comes to good communication. Probably never advanced beyond the sixth grade. Margaret typed it like a letter in a paragraph. Well, what else? Like a sonnet? Kind of. I mean, what if I typed it out line by line? What do y'all have? Coffee and strudel, please. Same, thanks. Not quite Sarah's or Namakambo, is it? Too much wood paneling and gingerbread for my taste. No, uh, didn't expect velvet and brocade decor. Here's your coffee. Is the manager around? No, he's off today. Oh, that's too bad. He told me to stop by and say hello when I was in town. Frank is quite charming. Where's he from, by the way? He never said. Long Beach, I think. Excuse me. Might as well blow. Try again tomorrow. Yeah, not until we've had our strudel. We don't want to cause a stir. Besides, now I've got a craving for it. Want to stop by Mr. Walsh's house? Kay might have told him something about where she was going. Yeah, it might be better if we bring him up first. Something tells me Mr. Walsh doesn't care for surprise visits. Two strudels. Thank you. Looks great. Yum. Very flaky. Say, Margaret, look at the woman sitting at the window table. With the navy hat? That's the one. What about her? Friend of yours? No, never met. Did you notice her necklace? Look familiar? Just like Kay's. Did she swipe it? Wait till she goes to the powder room. We'll follow her. She's headed there now. Let's go. Not so fast. Be casual. What do you think of the shade of lipstick on me? Is it too dark? Nonsense. It looks divine at your fair complexion. Thank you. My, but that's a beautiful locket. Isn't it swell? Do you mind if I look? Not at all. Go ahead. Five stones too. Absolutely darling. Is it a present from your fella? You could have knocked me over with a feather. We haven't been going out very long. Gee, I wonder what he'll get you for Christmas. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Did he just give it to you? Last week, he took me to dinner and had them put it on the dessert plate. Where'd you meet this big spender? Maybe I can get lucky too. I work hat check in the Coconut Grove. He came in on Thanksgiving, asked why a pretty girl like me wasn't having turkey with my family. Good men like a homegirl. I told him I have an auntie in Idaho is all. Then he took me out dancing the next evening. He must go for you. Are you on a date with him now? No, Claude's still in the office. He's an attorney for Paramount. Ooh, fancy. I'll keep my fingers crossed for you. 
Thanks, girls. See you around. Wanna have a look in the Aryan bookstore on the way out? You're reading my mind. Sing while you're dancing. Your voice is gentle and sentimental. You stroll together, arm in arm. Nonchalantly glide along. Not exactly light reading, is it? Nothing good can come from so much bold type. So many exclamation points. It's aggressive. Printed in Dusseldorf. Printed in Berlin. Everything in the shop is imported. Get a look at the message board. Card at the bottom must be for us. Stenographers wanted. Busman's holiday? Can't hurt to apply. Find out more. For starters, I can point out the mistakes in the notice. They made stenographers possessive with an apostrophe S instead of plural. Ugh. And the first line. Interested parties should submit their resume. It's spelled T-H-E-R-E instead of T-H-E-I-R. Hmm. Put on a big smile for the dope behind the counter. Did you talk to the boyfriend? It's his day off. Don't we have a box of colored pencils? In my desk. Still have them from that commercial illustrator fellow who dictated letters about why he couldn't pay alimony. Ugh, I remember that creep. Nice set of pencils. I wasn't going to chase after a deadbeat. Take them out, will you? I want to finish the sketch of Kay's locket I started on the streetcar. What for? Did you find it? In a manner of speaking. There we were, having struggle, thinking we'd made the trip for nothing. Then Terry notices the dame across the room wearing the same locket as Kay. She stole Kay's locket? It looked the same, but this gal who works at the Coconut Grove said she got it last week. Couldn't be Kay's. She got it from a lawyer who works for Paramount Studio. Coincidence? Are jewel shops pushing heart-shaped lockets or something? I read a dozen fashion magazines every month. I haven't seen one article about lockets. Let me see that sketch. This is what Kay's locket looks like, isn't it? That's right. A gold heart with five stones across the middle. That's it, yeah. If I'm honest, I didn't really look at it yesterday. I saw the locket, but didn't notice the stones. Looks like something my great-auntie had. The stones mean something. Mean something? What's it called when the letters in a word spell something out? Is that what I'm getting at? An acrostic? Is that the word you're looking for? Yes, that's it. Acrostic jewelry. They've been around for ages. Folks put hidden messages in the stones. My grand sister had one. How's the message hidden? The first letter of each stone spells out a message. They would say things like adore, A-D-O-R-E, or regard, or someone's name. Men put them in rings, lockets, or brooches. My aunt said, dear. It had a diamond, emerald, Amethyst and Ruby strung together in a gold chain. I've heard of crossing jewels. Don't think I've ever seen one, though. Maybe we can figure out the message Greg gave to Kay. First stone is purple. That must be amethyst. Amethyst isn't the only purple stone. There's also purple sapphire, topaz, agate, fluorine. 
Did your family own a jewel shop back in Ireland or something? Stables. My family breeds horses. I just like the history behind jewels. Something more than meets the eye. I thought you were one of those horsey country gals. So if the second stone's red, is it a dark red like a garnet or a bright red like a ruby? Not a dark red. No, this pencil isn't exactly the right shade. How about the next one? Is that amber? It might also be topaz, jasper, or a citrine. The fourth stone looked the same as the first. Last one seemed black. Could be obsidian, agate, onyx, opal, quartz maybe, or a black pearl. Without the locket, we can't know for sure. Look, why don't we just go to the coconut grove and ask the dame to borrow her locket? Then we could have the jeweler tell us about the stones. She loves that locket. She wouldn't take it off for strangers. And I doubt she's working tonight. She had beer on her breath when we saw her in the powder room. Okay, tomorrow then. We can't go. We've got a job lined up. More work for the Texans? The bookstore next to the beer garden has signed up for stenographers. Some greasy-haired mug behind the counter agreed to give us a try. You mean in that place is the front for the Friends of New Germany? Was the clerk German? Not a chance. Chicago accent around 40, cauliflower ear. Gums the colour of cooked liver. Are we spies or stenographers? Am I the only one who thinks this is dangerous? Getting a necklace from a hat check girl is one thing. Those lads aren't messing around. You can't just waltz in there and spy on them. Sure we can. I can't count the number of times I've taken a letter from a man where I felt invisible. Margaret's right. Clients forget we're there. They scratch themselves, pick their noses. They get lost in the sound of their own voice. Maybe it's because we hang on their every word, makes them feel invincible or something. From day one in Catherine Gibbs, we told the girls to become part of the office furniture, blend in, don't call attention to yourself. Those stooges for friends of New Germany just want to be important. We're just little stenographers. They'll forget we're even there. Meanwhile, we'll have our eyes and our ears open. Then I'll go and see the girl at the Coconut Grove tomorrow. It's Friday night. She's not going to want to miss out on the tips. I'll go with you. Count me in. I'm not going to go sit on my thumbs. She works hat check, a big blonde like Marie Teasdale. Ivy, how did you get on with Greg's letter? I just had an idea. Tried to play around with it, but couldn't cipher anything. You typed out each line separately. Thought it might be easier to see. What bothers me is why wasn't this a phone call? Why did he put it in a letter? If there's an acrostic message in the locket, we might find one in a badly written letter. But how do we find it? Greg seems like a dope. He's not smart enough. I bet someone else made it up, and he's just using a code. Oh, maybe like a valentine. The letter doesn't say anything about a sweetheart. No, no, I mean a valentine by Edgar Allan Poe. He wrote a poem with the name of the woman he loved hidden in an acrostic. What was her name? Frances Sargent Osgood. She was also a poet. How romantic. How did he do the acrostic? For the code, Poe used the first letter in the first line, second letter in the second line, third letter in the third line, and so forth. Why don't we try? Read it again, Ivy. Okay. Brothers, all are welcome. Cookout starts early. Barn dance at night. Turn down the road. Head left at the tree. Red house. Plan ahead. Need cold ice. Fig strudel. Extra plates, variety beers, I can promise fun, guests leave Sunday, Greg Schmidt. Okay, first line, first letter. Circle the B, 
Second line, second letter, circle the L. Next line, O, then N, then D, then E. Blonde. Oh, I've got a sick feeling in my stomach. Keep going. What's next? S A I L S. Blonde sales. S U N. That's it. Then his name. Blonde sales son. Sun as in Sunday? Where are they sailing to? I doubt it's the Hotel de Corando or any place good. His letter can't be referring to Kay. He'd only just met her. Is Greg a bigamist? Dames all over the place? We don't know what it means yet. I'll check the shipping news in the paper, see what ships are sailing. I'm scared. Are we in over our heads? Everyone sleep on it. No one in the brown house suspects a thing. Remember, on the outside, we're just stenographers. Follow my lead. I'll check my route, please. Here you are. So, I told that nasty director that he didn't shoot the scene to Ginger's advantage. You couldn't even see the beadwork on her gown in the rushes. Tell me your coat, dears. I thought we were only staying for one drink. Why check our coats? To make an entrance and show off our glad rags, silly. Silly Ivy, you sound as if you just stepped off the bus from Cincinnati. We'll check three, honey. Oh my goodness, the locket you're wearing. It's simply divine. Thank you, madam. You know, it would be perfect for Irene Dunn in her next picture. Irene Dunn? It's a weeper for RKO. You see, in the story, Miss Dunn has a terrible accident. And she winds up with amnesia. She loses her memory? Exactly. After a tragic collision, she forgets who she is and everyone she knows. She has surgery to restore the damage done to her face, wrapped in bandages for months. When they take them off, Miss Dunn doesn't look like herself anymore. Oh, the poor thing. Before the wreck, her fiancé had given her a gold locket. They're separated for a long time. And eventually, he identifies her by the locket. Because it's the only one of its kind. He had it especially made for her. Sounds like a three-hanky affair. Oh, it will be. But we haven't been able to find the right locket. We've been to every shop in town. None of them look special enough. You want to use my locket in an Irene Dunn picture? Sure, the studios rent things all the time. Cars, furs, jewels. And they'll pay a pretty penny to get the right thing on the big screen. Dolly here works in the costume department in Orkeo, directly under Bernard Newman. You've seen his designs for Ginger Rogers, Catherine Hepburn, Irene Dunn, among others. I certainly have. Would you let me borrow it for an hour? I'll run it over to the studio and see if Mr. Newman likes it. I promise I'll bring it right back. And if he likes it, I'll have a contract and a check for you tonight. A contract? Sure, everything will be nice and legal, and it'll be covered under studio insurance, too. Well, I'd like to, but I don't know what my boyfriend would think. Maybe I should ring him first. What's your name, honey? Alice Lawson. Sadly, Alice, we don't have time. I have to see Mr. Newman before he leaves for the train in Pasadena. He's going to be in New York for a month, and who knows what might turn up by then. With all those antique shops in Manhattan, be sure to find something. 
I'll tell you what. I'll leave my mink wrap here as collateral so you can trust me, okay? We'll be back in an hour. Tops. Just think how jealous your friends will be when your necklace is in a big Hollywood production. Maybe the studio executives will want to meet the girl who owns the beautiful locket. You think? Why not? You could be in pictures. Isn't that why you're right here? It's a cinch. Okay. Here, hurry back. Thanks, doll. You're a good dame. Come on, ladies. What are you going to say when you bring it back? Don't worry, I'll smooth it over with a 10 spot. Yes, sir. Absolutely. We'll have the mailing list sorted within the hour. Quick, Margaret, telephone. Who are we calling? We're not. We're listening. What do you mean? Shh, I'll tell you in a minute. Who are you listening to? Will you dummy up? May I be of assistance? Are you looking for something special, ladies? Well, we have a very unusual request. Can you verify stones? Of course. We do it all the time. Women are keen to know if a suitor's intentions are legitimate, shall we say. What do you have for appraisal? A locket. Can you identify the gems? It's a lovely piece. Let's see. Five stones? That'll be $25. 25 bucks. Isn't that a bit steep? Take it or leave it. We'll take it. Now's not the time to haggle, Fiona. Cash or check? Cash. Here you are. Thank you. I'll step in the back and examine the stones. I'm worried about Terry and Margaret. We should have stopped them from getting mixed up with those men. Oh, they're big girls. They can take care of themselves. We're not talking about your garden variety mashers. I even think about that big rally they had over there last year. My hands start to shake. What rally? At the beer garden? It was last year. After he became chancellor, friends of New Germany held a big rally in front of the Brown House. They carried signs. They wore swastika armbands. They did the salute and everything. Shouted all the usual hateful slogans. I couldn't believe my eyes. All those people in the crowd. You know, you could be sitting next to a man at a lunch counter or on a bus, and secretly he hates the air you breathe. You can't make sense of people like that. Do you remember that story by Elizabeth Bergner? I read it in a Hollywood magazine in the fall. She was on the stage in London, turned sick as a dog. The reporter said she was poisoned for negative remarks she made about Hitler. I remember. What stood out was how terrified she seemed when she denied it. That's what convinced me they did poison her. Here you are, ladies. The stones are genuine, easy to identify. I've written them down for you on your business card. Thank you. Okay, let's see. Amethyst, ruby, yellow jasper, amethyst, neptunite. No. What's that twinkle in your eye? Did I hear you heave a sigh? What's it all about and why? What are you up to? If you're in the proper mood for a moonlight interlude, I'm prepared to be pursued by I thought of a way to eavesdrop on those bums. Something from a spy picture. Did you ever see the gay diplomat? It was a star vehicle for I would love death. Is that the one where all the dames are lusting after him? Oh yeah, with Genevieve Tobin and Betty Compton? 
And that's the one. Rita Leroy plays this maid who's really a spy. She does this bit where she slides a stack of books under the telephone receiver. No one notices, because she's a maid straightening things. I don't remember that part. Anyway, at one point, Rita leaves the room, and then she goes into the next room and picks up an extension and listens. It's off the hook so she can hear everything they say. <laughs> That's clever. What if she had gotten caught? In the picture, Rita did get caught. They were onto her. But I took a chance because six men were sitting at a table drinking steins of beer. I didn't think they would notice. After a while, I checked on them. I emptied ashtrays, wiped the table... Men love to see a woman cleaning up after them, don't they? Before I left the room, I moved the books away and put the phone back in the hook. That's when they invited us to the party tomorrow night. How much are they paying you anyway? Not a thin dime. We acted like it was an honour to be in their service. How could they say no? You should see the shower of dopes in that place. The American? A couple of Germans, but mostly American, veterans. Many used to be a big deal before the crash. Lads with an axe to grind, or a chip on their shoulder. There's an old Jewish proverb which says, a chip on the shoulder indicates wood higher up. What kind of work did they give you? We updated their membership index. Then they wanted us to mail a stack of pamphlets. Yeah, don't worry. We're not circulating that rubbish. We dumped the pamphlets in a garbage bin down the block and stuffed the envelopes with pages from the phone book. Tell us what you overheard again. One of the men asked if they weren't sending too many packages. Weren't they taking a big chance and was it worth the risk for what they were getting in return? Another man turned gruff. I could hear him biting down on a cigar. It wasn't for him to question, nor any of them. They were supposed to do what they were told and ship two packages every week. Were they talking about narcotics? That's what I thought at first. But then they started talking about a package topped with a gold ribbon, a red ribbon, or a velvet ribbon. Who ships packages with a ribbon on top? He's talking about dames. Ribbons are a code for hair color, isn't that it? Blonde, red, brunette? It was the way they use it in a sentence. What I mean is, one of them said, that last box with a velvet ribbon had a dynamite shape, a knockout. And another lad said the new gold ribbon could be a double for Constance Bennett. We're not dealing with sophisticated men here, ladies. Little boys who like to play cloak and dagger games. Hey, does look like Constance Bennett. But in Greg's letter, he said blonde, not gold ribbon. Maybe Greg doesn't know the code, or maybe they switched the code. Now that the operation is underway, they stepped up their racket. One of the quiet ones, he mentioned operations at Murphy Ranch a couple of times, how they were progressing nicely. Where's Murphy's Ranch? One of them said, think what we can do with 50 acres in the canyon. What about the party? Is that at Murphy's Ranch? No, an address in Beverly Hills. The guest list is strictly Friends of New Germany. You must go. Of course. No word from Kay, no sign of Greg. What else can we do? Animals. Handing out jinx lockets. So how many more girls have one of those Aryan lockets? Should be skull and crossbones. Maybe we should ring the police and let them know what's going on before we go any further. What if you two get into a jam at the party? And tell them what? Shady men are giving out necklaces. There is a party. They're shipping packages. And where? We don't know. Well, at least we have two possibilities where they might have hidden Kay. The house in Beverly Hills or Murphy Ranch. Is that enough to go on? We have backup, thanks to help from Mr. Walsh. Kay's client? 
We paid him a visit, told him about Kay. Old gangsters like Mr. Walsh have seen everything. We just told him the story. He didn't need to be convinced. What did he say? He said this country was for everybody except those low-down Nazis. If we need him, call. He'll send some fellas over. And he loaned us a couple of pistols. A 22 and a 38. It's in a handbag. Guns? Now you're talking. I feel better knowing you're strapped with cannons. I keep a revolver stashed in the hatbox. Well, now what do we do? Where's Murphy's ranch? We need to find out everything we can about this place. We need to do our research. If Kay is the next girl driven to ship, it may be our last chance. She could be stowed away in a cargo ship on Sunday for all we know. I better go back to the coconut grove and warn Alice, the dame with the locket. I should also warn my friend in real estate. She might not know about the ranch. Why don't we call it a night and get an early start tomorrow? I'll pay a visit to the Hall of Records first thing in the morning. Denographers is a Sassmouth Dames production, written and directed by Megan McGurk, starring Clara Higgins as Terry Nolan and the Jewel Dame, Jennifer O'Mara as Fiona Clark and the Client, Jean Sutton as Margaret O'Donnell, Olympia Curiacue as Ivy Miller and the Waitress, M. Sean as Dolly DePeister and Cece Pine, Megan McGurk as Kay Carroll and Alice Lawson, art design by Clara Higgins, Sound editing and special effects by Dan McCauley.